Welcome to the Razor's Edge. This is Paul speaking. Tonight I'm interviewing Telford Black Metalers Blood Church. Well, welcome to the Razor's Edge, guys, and thanks for joining me tonight. No worries, dude. No worries. So let me. Uh, we're going to put this out on the podcast. So uh, introduce yourselves and let me know who you are and what you're doing in the band. Uh, I'm I'm Liam. I'm the lead guitarist, uh, Blood Church. Uh, I'm Chris, I'm the bassist and uh, lead vocalist for Blood Church. I'm Massey, and I'm the drummer for Blood Church. Brilliant. Pleasure to meet you guys. Nice to see you. It's, uh... So let's uh, let's get the elephant out of the room straight away. How are you? How are you coping? How have things been? Well, I mean... I could think of better things to do with my time than be locked in my house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what um, I mean? It's, it's been an interesting old time. Um, what do you call it? I think uh, after the first one, you sort of were in the mindset of like, oh, we're coming out, here we go. Second one, well, that might be it. Third one, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, where it's just a bit much. But, um, You're thinking, yeah. oh, I'm, ready. I'm ready for the fourth one now. I know what to do, you know. <laughs> oh yeah and it's like you've, you've got all these sort of like plans in place and all these things and then you're just like oh well you know might not happen so it just gets a bit sort of funny really but you got to keep pushing we keep you know keep sort of writing in our own time and like you know playing around with stuff it's a brilliant time to buy lots and lots of music gear and then <laughs> wait to use it. <laughs> spend all your money on like all sorts of things so yeah, how about you, Massey? Same for you? Yeah, pretty much. Just sat in, <laughs> leaving to go to work and coming back, and that's about it. But then again, I don't like people, so same thing is like great. <laughs> Brilliant. So for people well, that don't know about you, um, how did you form and um, describe the kind of music you play? I know, because I've seen you. I saw you in Cardiff. God, I was going to say oh, last year, oh, but it was shit. 2019 now, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it's so upsetting that it's been that long since we got to I'll tell you what, though, that show was so much fun for us because it was like we turned up and it, we were just treated so well. And like during the sound check, I mean, somebody forgot a vital part of their gear so we weren't able to do some of the sounds we do but we turned up and we just started plugging in and playing and that room man sounded so good yeah and the engineer i can't remember his name but he he knew everything like he was just perfect i mean yeah. i loved that show and met some great people and now my little brother goes to cardiff university so when we get to play again i'll be able to meet up with him so that's all good that'd be great but yeah um i mean i mean uh, overall we formed i mean we've all played in bands together since we were all relatively young all right yes, me, and Mas- yeah. me and massey me and massey went to went to the same secondary school together and um been in bands I've, for about 11 years now yeah uh, <laughs> uh, playing playing definitely a lot lighter stuff than we have than we do currently. Yeah. Um, I met Chris via, uh, via college and we, uh, like, we've been in a, 
But the, the way we met is like oh, literally written in the stars of like the most beautiful love story you can imagine. <laughs> so there was a guitar shop in uh, the town which I lived in, like Wellington, and um, it's gone now. But basically, I was in there and I up this uh, electric guitar and I was like you know I was playing Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd and then I <laughs> over in the other corner with the 12 string acoustic started playing along with me and <laughs> it was like written in the stars it was like literally like a love story and then we just sort of started talking and realized we knew a lot of the same people and you know they I can't remember what band you were in at the time but I'm pretty sure we were playing with you so, not I think we were opening for them on their like first show or yeah. like second show nah, or something. Nah, nah, you were the, I think you were headlined. Yeah, you were headlined. We were, headline. we were opening for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to so say, it, it was that, that's how long ago it was. And like, you know, we've like Chewie said I mean we've been playing in like bands ever since I was sort of playing in one band and then was recruited for another band that uh, I think Chewie was in and Massey or maybe Massey was after no I, I, I was like, after yeah, you were after. after yeah we, 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 it was fucking it was Disbeliever originally because um, I was supposed to join our previous well our other other guitarists uh, band and that went all south and then we Formed a well, it, it was already a project of his, his that he'd already had material for, and me that was when me, uh, Massey and Chris both all got recruited, and uh, that, that's kind of been it since then. Like, overall, like, it went from that to what we are now, which was uh, we went through, I think we went through about four different names before we got to Blood Church, mm. yeah. But uh, I think- the interesting thing is, is that, you know, bearing in mind sort of us three have been playing together a lot, but not necessarily sort of from the beginning. It's always been like, oh, well, I'll just join into that group and I'll join into that group and stuff like that. But the writing wise, I think that we get on writing wise amazingly sort of when oh, you bear that in mind. When, when, it's, when it's come to us three as, as a unit, we've always been a general writing force when mm. it's come to every band that we've been in. Mm. Sure. So it, it was it was about time that we all just kind of were like, yeah, this is kind of our thing now. Yeah, excellent. And as a band, what's the worst description you've had of the, the sound that you make? Someone must have said something bad about it. My gran. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she described it perfectly, but she's like, "Sounds, sounds like, sounds like the devil, devil music." Like, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, nailed it, Nan. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only way I can describe it is just. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just noise. <laughs> And brutal and lyrics of all sorts of, you know, ridiculous subjects which are important to me. And if people don't like it, you know, it's that. So, yeah, that's, sure. That's the only it. thing that I've ever had said to me that I, 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 overall I can't even take it as a bad thing because it wasn't a bad thing. We got, we, we got, as we said, our sound was like a merge between Behemoth, Whitechapel, and Malevolence. And that was kind of sums everything up, to be honest, because. Yeah. 
Chris, like Chris is relatively black metal, like trad black. Then you've got Massey, black or punk for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> and then you've got Massey, who's who's into his slam, slam and hardcore music with the Malev. And then there's me that listens to nothing but deathcore. So you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's it pretty much summed up what we are. So that's why I've uh, stupid subgenre of satanic black deathcore. You know. I, I started coining a joke saying that we were Sylvanian metal, like the Sylvanian families. You used to buy your like niece and cousins, like rabbits, squirrels and shit. And it was just a complete joke where it was just like, I have no idea what we are and there's no point in trying to sort of say what it is because, I mean, yeah. the next album is going to sound completely different. The album after that is probably going to sound completely different. And album to album, we're going to people going oh well now they're fusion black and gent well all sorts <laughs> prog and it's just like yeah i just like sugar mixing with the like. spice girls exactly it's like i like playing music that makes people move and if that's you know rhythmically or you know writing something which is you know completely disgusting then call it whatever you like brilliant <laughs> so I talked about 2019, the, the tail end of it, when you were down in, in my neck of the woods in Cardiff. But 2019 was probably your year in terms of yeah. stuff that you did. Because if I'm right, you had the EP out, you had the headline show in Cardiff, but you also had a pretty good run in Metal to the Masses in Wolverhampton getting to the final. And that lineup in that final was some stellar bands. So Yeah, that was, it, was, it was a hard... It was a hard show for if it, if you when you put it in competition terms, but you know every, everyone that was at that show that was that was a part of a band was just fucking awesome, man. Like everyone just bought was, their A game and it just made what. A, it was also one of those show. things where it was quite intimidating because the other bands, I mean, in all of the heats, you know, seemed to be bands that had like they they'd done it. You know what yeah. I mean? They'd like been playing for like you know at least. A couple of years together you yeah. know and doing things and i mean realistically that was like our first sort of proper like show shows together mm-hmm. i mean before that we were playing to 20 people in the local gone. badger dog and whistle <laughs> and piss you know what i mean it's just we were playing to anybody who gave a shit and then people liked our stuff and it was like that's really odd yeah and then no, it was just we, getting we, we just kind of bl- blew up out of nowhere, because no one knew who we were. We we signed up to Metal to the Masses just. I think it was just off a of whim, wasn't it? Because I saw the poster. Yeah. And then we got told that we had to have half an hour of our own stuff, but that yeah. was a panic. Stop <laughs> <laughs> <Not> writing. <laughs> I take it you didn't have half an hour of your own stuff at Ooh, the time. I did think you? we had maybe like. I had lyrics like I remember having lyrics that like I mean that was one of the weird things about um, what you got I think Cardiff was one and then when we played in Shrewsbury as well is like I had lyrics um, I mean one song that we played we've been playing for a while and I mean I wrote those lyrics when I was like what 14 or something like that and there were people saying the lyrics back to me and that I didn't quite get. I was like, <laughs> I struggle to remember the lyrics myself. How do you guys know it? You know what I mean? And it was just really odd. Like, it was really cool. So, yeah, we had to kind of piece everything together, and there was no sort of like, shall we see if 
this works, it was like, it's got to work. And <laughs> yeah. luckily, I mean, getting all the way where we did, I think it was more of a success than we ever anticipated. I've, I've got images of you sitting there going, right, the only thing we can do is a jazz odyssey and <laughs> getting get into it like that. But... I am not the bass player. There is no way I can do jazz bass stuff. <laughs> I struggle with playing just ones and zeros. <laughs> Literally. Oh, brilliant. Just hit it. It makes noises. That'll do. <laughs> so this, this, all the heats and the final and the semi, they're all in the steel mill. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, which is a cracking amazing. venue, isn't it? Amazing venue. Like, sound-wise, the guys are fantastic. I mean, get on really, really well with anyone there, and I miss playing there. It's been yeah. ages. What did it's... you What did you find about the, the camaraderie between the bands? Because I'm one of the judges in Cardiff for the Mountains mm. of the Masses down here, and the last two or three years, the, the, the vibe has been getting better every year all the bands are really supportive of each other i mean overall when at our first two heats we didn't we overall i don't think we really spoke to anyone because we didn't know anyone uh apart from, from uh the guys that came to like were, that were competing that we knew like record like record the remains but like we're, we're, we've known like jacob and that lot since college and stuff as well and um but overall it seems like like once, once I mean, once you're over that hurdle with any sort of situation with, with talking to new people, I mean, everyone's just mega friendly. Mm. Like, yeah, especially, especially this year with them. Um, it was in our heat that was really nice to us. It was the other ones that went through. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Um. Did you just kill, kill Johnny Rockstar? Yeah, kill Johnny. They were awesome. They were awesome, and they were, awesome, and, they were awesome, and they were and they were really good to us as well. So you know, it, it, it overall the vibe has been amazing, especially with metal to the masses in general. With think, every band that plays, it's just been everyone's just got on really well. I think what was really respectful as well from all of the bands is like everybody was sort of making an effort to talk to each other. But then, I mean, I remember those shows in particular, like they were the first shows where we were actually sort of caring more about ourselves in regard of like before we went on was like stretching out limbering up you know like having a like a huddle and talking to each other and as soon as that stuff was going on everybody was like you know leaving each other to be with their band to almost like prepare for battle if you know what i mean which mm -hmm. was super like amazing because there's it's hard to find room in venues Everybody that's in bands or has been around bands knows that sort of green rooms are things for like Metallica. We get <laughs> toilets which yeah. have no lights. Oh yeah, like... we were, yeah, back in the out the Alma before it closed. <laughs> that, that had, that I remember I had I had a serious like case of needing to go to the toilet that show, and I turned up at that venue and. There was a prison toilet, there was water dripping from the ceiling, no light, and I remember just, like, um, Scott holding a light to let me go to the toilet and stuff like that, and I was like, I can't do this, and I needed to go again, so I ran to the cost, uh, sort of, down the road, just like, I can't do it. <laughs> but I did, that venue was amazing too, I mean, like... For a small venue, I mean, it was a really good show, it yeah. was really fun. Sure. So when was the last time you guys have actually played live? Uh, March. 
last year uh, was our Metal to the Masses heat. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, the last show we played together. We had, we, had, we had like we had like four or five shows lined up before yeah. the whole COVID situation, and I think one was literally the week of lockdown. Yeah. So that, yeah, everything just went tits up. So and overall, we've not really been able to see or practice or anything. Yeah. Like it's been a case of oh, I've got these ideas. Uh, I'll send them to you once, or I'll come and show you once we're allowed to. And then obviously with the whole lockdown, it's just gone. Oh well, I can't come and see you now because of what tier we're in and all this bollocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would would the what was the plan for last year? Because I know you're you're in the process of doing your album, aren't you? Yeah. So would are you a year behind where you would have been? Is that is yes. roughly yes. that? So essentially, that, that obviously with there's been other things that's gone on with us, you know, parting ways with Scott. Yeah. That that, that that took a bit of a knock to all of us that we all needed a little bit of a break from it, and then it's, it's just been pretty much stalemate with the writing process because all of our writing's done at Massey's house because he's got his home studio. Right. And I've, I've eventually developed what I've got with a couple of monitors and a relatively cheap interface and stuff. And I'm we can send bits to and from, but overall, it's a case of we need memory sticks because of the file sizes. So it's it's been yeah, everything's held back a bit. It's been tough. It's been really tough. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I think even throughout all of it, the communication between us just even for the sake of just posting a meme every so often, like the communication to keep us sort of spurred on and in spirits and stuff like that. I mean, we, you never stop listening to music, you know what I mean? You never stop being inspired. So Mm -hmm. I think we definitely, as soon as we can, even if it's like, we're not able to gig yet again until like next year, even if it's a case of we can still sort of like go into each other's houses and record, I reckon as soon as we're able to, we will just be all guns blazing in that department. But it's just, we don't know what's going on. Like everybody else, you know what I mean? I mean, there's loads of bands which have sadly broke up due to this and, I mean, a lot of bands which I really wanted to play with, a lot of bands which, you know, were friends of ours and stuff like that. But it's like, I just keep thinking in my head, I just want to keep going. And it's it's hard, but you just yeah. want to keep going. You keep want to create cool stuff. I mean, that was the whole visual aspect of the band as well. I mean, we can't, even if we do get a chance to do a show, I mean, shows for us are a bit harder in the respect of all of the, you know, stage props and the outfits and the, you know, the corpse paint and stuff like that. It's all of those things you kind of start to miss. I, I miss coming home at two o'clock in the morning and trying to scrape dried blood <laughs> off my chest. You know what I mean? I miss it so much. <laughs> sure, sure. I suppose you'll you'll have to have someone coming along with the uh, the anti-COVID back bacterial spray wiping all your props down between songs Literally or something. Not. Literally, I, I yeah, even that, it's going to be safer if we just have a giant fucking presidential screen in front of us. To be honest, <laughs> I I remember what do you call it? Like one of um, I sold one of my old bases because I got a new uh, I got a new base and uh, I forgot that I hadn't cleaned it and I think that was. The ba- one of the bases that I used at Cardiff or the main base I used at Cardiff and there was this amazing stripe that went from like the top horn to like where the knobs were of just white and red and it was where I'd obviously been like going 
slapping <laughs> it and stuff like that, and it just had a massive streak of stuff, and I was like, God, memories. Because yeah. I sold that just before lockdown when I got the new one, and I was just like, God, like, yeah. I need to gig. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned, um, obviously, Scott left last summer, and he... he... I, I saw his Facebook post and obviously you'd had a discussion with him about his decision to 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 leave and obviously he was he was very honest and very brave about why he was leaving and I think um obviously it 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 was very clear the reasons why where were you in terms of I mean obviously when you lose a band member especially when you're a four piece down to a three piece where are you in terms of you uh what your plans are in terms of are you going to go back out are you looking for another guitarist uh, i mean at the moment it's a case of we're just focusing on the writing aspects i mean we've got I mean, there's a couple of people that that we might talk to about it but at this current moment in time i think i speak for the the other two as well we're just focusing on making sure that we've got the material to just if we do do that we can just go this is what we've got try this out it's almost like nothing's set in stone and realistically when we were writing you know originally and stuff like that a lot of the writing sort of side of things was a lot of the times was us as a three-piece i mean mm. i'm a melody guy i like you know melodic <coughs> sections chewy likes writing stuff which you know will throw you to the back of the room and massey makes it all make sense you know what i mean <laughs> makes it all sort of fit together as like he hears things that i don't hear and so he's above and beyond a drummer you know what i mean he's more the the whole heart and soul and brain behind the band in that respect so it's like i think even if it's a case of we if we stick as a three-piece the writing side of things is still going to stay as a th as a thing i mean if we look for another guitarist it will be a case of finding a guitarist which can write like us and understand the way that we work and that's kind of hard finding a guitarist that not well first and foremost is a good guy mm. second can actually sort of have the equipment to be able to gig the way that we gig and do what we do and also finding someone who's also willing to put on the corpse you know because some people find it too cheesy and yeah. stuff like that and people yeah, don't want to do people, it people assume that we're like a fucking kiss axe like come on man <laughs> it's like i was we were scared when we were first doing it where people were just going to say ah oh, behemoth ripoff and it got to a point where i literally just turned around and said are we going to do this or not because i'm not doing one show where we do it and one show we're not we're going to either do it and stick with it or we're not doing it at all and i'm not bothered either way and we all thought it was best for us as performers to take on these other personas you know what i yeah, mean is yeah, these yeah. sort of characters in black and white corpse paint like i said if we look for a fourth guitarist it's got to be someone who's wanting to do that as well in my regard because i want a performer ultimately we're a band we perform that's what we do you yeah. know albums yeah, yeah. aside we write music that we like and we perform it if people can't do that then that's sort of not what we're looking for sadly no sure i mean i'm, I'm good friends with the agrona guys who obviously two of them tim and alan put on your, yeah, your event and I've, I've seen yeah. them play without the, the 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 full gear that they wear and despite the fact that you're still pinned to the wall 
obviously you want to see them with with all the the armor on and the corpse paint and stuff because it is as you say it is a performance Mm. i mean it's got to the point where it's like you know we i've made a persona around it i've made a character you Mm. know what i mean that is the person tries to be different from me you know what i mean i'm a nervous guy in general when you talk to me i've I just laugh and smile and joke around and that's how I get through being nervous. When I'm on stage, that ain't me. That's a different character, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very very much relatable to me as well because I'm a relatively reserved person in real life Mm. and it's it's very far from what I am, but it's also like a release in a sense. Yeah. I I must admit that um, when I, I'm old enough to remember when Kiss took their makeup off and it was such a crushing disappointment. <laughs> Literally, especially well, with the way. If, any, if anything, Paul Stanley needs that makeup on now. Yeah, there was there was a definite Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley. Put it back on, please, because you've destroyed everything. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about the uh, the EP, the God Complex, because uh, that was released as well in two thousand and nineteen and. I do have a copy. I was listening to it yesterday. So uh, how did it go down? What was the reaction like when it came out? A hell of a lot better than I expected. Yeah, I was uh... It was really... I mean, what's different about that EP, I think, in comparison to the EPs and the albums that were coming out from the other guys in the scene was everything was done at home, completely DIY. I mean, like I said, Massey is an amazing engineer with what he's got at his hand. I think he makes stuff that sounds great. And some people like, I think there was one review which said something about audio, like something about the mix and the rest of them were just like incredible. I think the one thing that I want to do with further releases is try and capture what we sound like live Mm -hmm. is I want to catch that live element into the music, which is, really difficult to do but that's why we have the time to do it yeah but in regards of like you know the actual sort of songs i mean how long have we been sitting on those songs uh fucking false idols was a that 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 original fast riff at the very very beginning was a part of a different song we were writing in a previous band Mm. and uh, we, with our previous guitarist before Scott, we were we were working on a song with that that riff, and it wasn't until that we parted ways and stuff with our previous guitarist that it kind of all kind of like gelled, and we managed to make something of it. But the other stuff we'd been sat on, like we'd had like rip those riffs just lying about for fucking ages, to be honest. So it it oh. if I remember correctly, didn't we originally write those songs where I wasn't the bass player? Yeah, you, mm. we wrote those where you where you weren't the bass player. So it was like we were writing those. I was you know annoying everybody by saying, "Do you mind if I just quickly like show you something on the guitar and let me and like you know just <laughs> let me have a go?" And like so it was I was trying to sort of help write guitar riffs coming up with how I wanted the screams to work and stuff like that while trying to write everything. And then all of a sudden a bass player that we originally tried to start with just didn't show up. And I was like, well, I've got some money in the bank and I help write these songs so I can try and write bass parts. And I just bought a bass rig out now. 
and yeah, literally I've been the bass player in that sense ever since, and now I'm probably the most sort of interruptive, loud, push-to-the-front <laughs> bass player at the moment, <laughs> and it annoys the hell out of people, but some people really like it. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, tell me about your, your social media and the and the the work that you do on that, because every band has obviously had to do... Oh, God. I'm oh, going to not oh, talk at this because yeah. I literally don't know how to do anything. I am like an old man. With I mean, o- overall, like, we're pretty, we're all pretty fucking anti-social Awful. media, to be honest. Like, we all fucking hate it. If, yeah. if, we did, if we didn't need it, we wouldn't have it. Yeah. But with the way the world is, it, like, it's not the 80s anymore where people go out and fucking find you via a, via a CD or vinyl store. It, like, you have to have an online presence mm. now. And overall... There's no tape trading to... anymore. There's no, like, tape trading. I mean, if you think about, like, you know, Napalm Death, you know what I mean? The main way that they sort of started and the main way they got famous was through the tape trading. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. We don't have that. We literally don't have that at all. I mean most recently you know what i mean i've been talking to um what you call it uh, i've no idea how to say his name properly so i'm gonna butcher it but olivia pinar who's the basis from cryptopsy and now in cattle decapitation mm-hmm. and if i i would never have been able to talk to somebody like that but i literally message him out of a whim just like talking about base gear what i should go for I was talking to him and now he likes our facebook page and listen to our band yeah you know i mean that's cool like i wouldn't have been able to do that without social media but i still don't understand it and i still don't understand <laughs> how some bands get more opportunities or get pushed more for a certain amount of like likes or follows get you certain things i i don't get it it's, <laughs> just... it's, it's a dark art i don't understand it i gotta Literally, be it's, 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 it's hard to stay relevant in the waves of social media mm-hmm. like uh if, if it wasn't for social media i mean i'll I'll, 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 I'll I'll ban i'll ban drop but we got to play with fucking black tongue biggest ian from um I jokingly commented on one of their shows where they were like, oh, who should warm up for monuments? And I tagged our band as a joke with a little winky face. He was like, nah, but I can whack you on black tongue. And we were like, boy, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was a killer that was, yeah, that, And that was insane because we've all listened to black tongue since college yeah like, yeah yeah listen to, listening to coma and thinking it was the most fucking brutal song you'd ever heard in your life and then getting to play with them and where, you know, where did you play with them which venue uh, uh, the, uh, uh, yeah, no it wasn't on rainbow no it was um oh, what's it called it's the um one on the river in birmingham i can't oh, remember. yeah um oh Gonna... There's Scruffies on it, no, it's not no, Scruffies. No, no, not Scruffies. It was um, shite. Not, not Asylum. Not the. What's it called? Um, It'll come to us soon. Yeah. But yeah um, Keep talking. <laughs> what do you, we um, and, like playing that show was like incredible because I'd seen Black Tongue ages ago at the Asylum opening for Fit for an Autopsy, uh, Thy Art is Murder and Suicide Silence. I actually went to that show with Jacob from Recall the Remains. Yeah. And 
I remember like listening to him before thinking, Jesus, that's like the heaviest thing I've ever heard in my life. And seeing them was just like insane. And then I had a photo with the drummer, Aaron. The flapper. That's it. The flapper. That's it. Um, so we, I had a photo with Aaron, the drummer, and then I was sat, like, not sat, stood, trying to, like, scrape off, like, damaged limbs, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, I just was singing to myself, one day I'm going to be in a band heavy enough to play with Blackton. One day. And then I got to do it. So I had a photo with him then and said I was saying to myself, one day I'll do it. And he remembered and, like, we had a photo and it was just like, for me, I was just like, it's finally happened. <laughs> It was amazing. I was so happy after that show. And what was the reception like from the crowd? Did you get a good response? Yeah, but considering we were the first band on, we, yeah. still had a, we still had a lot of people in that room. We had a lot of people in. There was a lot of pits, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like it, it was just brutal, man. From from the word go, like, I mean, you had you had us, you had, um, oh, who's the other dudes from Wolverhampton that have really that have blown in, up? Yeah, no, so uh, Suffer, there we go. We had, we had them suffer upon those dying, and it was just brutal, man. Like, from the word go, it was just brutal. It's weird being the lightest band on a fucking <laughs> roster, you know what I mean? I think that show, I felt like I was in Kiss in comparison yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you were you genuinely the warm up band for people just to get themselves stretched yeah, and stuff. We yeah, that we is were, such we were a terrifying thing. Limber up, bro. And that is a terrifying thing to be in any band. I mean, like that, being warm up band for so long and being support acts, it's a scary thing to do because it's either going to like make the night a great one or it's going to be people just with their backs turned waiting for the headliner. Yeah. And I think, not to toot our own horn, but every show we've played where we've been supporting and warming up, I don't think we've ever had a, a sort of a really bad reception and people not interested or, like, wanting to throw down, which I think is amazing. And if that's literally down to the people that come to the shows, I mean, thank them all because you make us want to play and make us want to play more shows. Brilliant, brilliant. So let's put you on the spot a little bit now. Last year was, or since lockdown, we've had... I thought last year was one of the best years we've had for music for a long time, but I say that every year because there's so much good stuff. What albums were the ones that uh, stood out for you? Anything that you played over and over again? or that... Last year? Um, oh, well, in, the, in the last 10 months or so, yeah. Definitely. I can't remember if this was... Yeah, this was last year. It was um, uh, Voicera... Uh, it's Jamie Graham's band. He was he was the original vocalist for Heart of a Coward. His new band is absolutely brutal. Uh, it's out of their album Obsidian. I just every time I'm at the gym or doing anything that's on in the background, it's just brutal. Yeah. Death Atlas, Cattle Decapitation. That one yeah, was, was ridiculous. Uh, the new Anal Nathrak as well. Oh, such a good, probably one of my favourite bands of all time. And that album was just, like, incredible. In Darkman, I pretty much play every day. And I just love that band to pieces. Um, oh, who else? I mean, there's... What about you, what about you, what about you Massey? Right, we're doing a lot of talking. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just trying to remember the band. Uh, I found them. 
I remember the song. Spirit Box. That's Spirit Box, yeah, yeah. they're fucking pretty and sleep tokens as well. Yeah, uh, Spirit Box have been playing quite a bit. They're uh, relatively new. The yeah. I think it's the most of them are ex I wrestled the Bear once members. Okay. Yeah, they sort of made like a completely different, like more genty style thing. Great. I would probably also fucking say the new after burial was it what is it, Evergreen? Yeah. Yeah, Evergreen. Ever, yeah, incredible with fucking um well, what is it with the fucking squeaks? Is it it's Behold the Crown, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that song absolutely like, I'm not a massive gent guy. I never have been. Like I've I used to like periphery a little bit and you know, but the one that stayed for me gent wise has literally been after the burial. I've loved them for ages. And then hearing that just you can't help but headbang listening to After the Burial. They're just amazing. Such a good band. Okay, so that's that's the kind of stuff that I'd have expected you to say. What about something, not necessarily from last year, but something that you put on which people wouldn't expect you to listen to? A guilty pleasure, should we say? Oh, Cat no. Stevens. <laughs> Cat Stevens. That dude is awesome. But, like, I'm a massive old-school guy anyway. Like, Cat Stevens, Neil Young. Um, oh God, Pink Floyd is a massive one. Massive Motorhead fan. I've got Lemmy tattooed on my shin. Um, all uh, sorts. Old punk bands, man. Like old punk and hardcore, you know, Agnostic Front, Gorilla Biscuits, um, stuff like that. Stuff which is just, you know, really sort of like actual lyrics that I'm really sort of into, like real social political stuff I'm massive into. I'm more of a punk than I am a metalhead. I've always said it. I listen to a hell of a lot more punk anyway, like Black Flag, you know, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. Flogging Molly. Flogging Molly. Um, I'm just more into punk, really. But I'm in a metal band, so I write like a punk in a metal setting. Well, you so, won't be the first. <laughs> no, exactly. No. Definitely not. I mean, there's so many crossovers and yeah. so many bands which write sort of social political stuff, and I want more of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you got but enough, the, enough the one that came out recently, which um, shocked the hell out of me, was um, the new Cannibal Corpse came out what a couple of days ago. Yeah. yeah I think it was like a bit of a bit out a week now, I think. Literally, and that was awesome. I mean. Eric Rutan, you know, from Hate Eternal, Ex Morbid Angel, you know, new guitarist, and yeah. he's recorded four of their albums, and that song is just awesome. Such a good song. Can't wait for that album. Yeah, I'd probably say the album, I, 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 I cringe at myself, but I've got a really bad, un, unhealthy obsession with Post Malone, man. Like, <laughs> constantly. Like, if I, if, even if I'm doing... I've got on Spotify and just have that rolling and it's fucking mad because I know like every word to it as well but uh, there's that I'm also weirdly uh, I think what's the other thing I'm into at the minute I'm into shanties and I'm into Irish folk music at the minute as well surprisingly right. I got a Bodron for Christmas <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's like stuff like the Irish Rovers and stuff is, is I don't know it's peaked interest again like I've always had a thing for that sort of thing but the rum jacks, yeah, stuff like that, yeah, definitely. Great, the pogues, <laughs> the pogues. 
Massey, have you got any uh, thing you want to reveal, or are you happy to let the other two take it all? Oh, mine, mine's definitely the worst because uh, <laughs> I mean oh, that, and me, me and Chris Thomas have also got a really bad obsession with Venger Boys since fucking Die Hard is murdered. It's been a staple of our Xbox sessions of you know going into you know the war zone or sailing the seas and just there going boom boom boom. <laughs> it's been brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Probably the more normal one is oh, I like. I've been listening to the new Enshikari album. That's pretty great. But uh, I also like the uh, uh, the stage show Hamilton, and I like that whole album and the whole the drumming's just interesting and it's the whole rap as a musical is been done sort of, but it's never been done this great before ever, and it's just a very interesting how they put so much information into like three hours yeah man sure. it was like seventeen thousand words or something in three hours it's ridiculous <laughs> all right as a, another quick question for you then when you got together you obviously would have started off like most bands playing covers i would assume doing a bit of cover versions oh, so oh, yeah <laughs> let's let's think of a cover version that you did on a regular basis maybe when you first started gigging and is there a cover version that you think we should really do that if we had like the opportunity to put it on a b-side or something what would what would you pick i mean the, so the, which the, 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 the choosing <laughs> if anything because we've all played it we all played it for at least seven years was my curse by kill switch engage Mm. in our previous band and i mean we used to do it before like in the early days of this before we discovered like we want to be heavier but it was generally my curse by uh kill switch engage it was also end of heartache and then i think the other one we played to death and i mean there's a we had to stop playing it because we were just we just couldn't do it anymore it was um it's it's nothing against the band. We still all love it, but it's Parkway Drive Dark Days. Yeah, we did that a lot. We did. I mean, was... the one that we play a lot. Like, I mean, we still do every so often when we play live. Roots, bloody roots. Like, I wanted to play that song in a band for ages, like so long, and then I was literally just like, "Should we do it?" And he was like, "It's so easy, just like boom." <laughs> It's just the way that we do it, and the fact that we slow down the breakdown just that little bit more for a bit of Blood Church flavour is awesome. Yeah, slow it down. One of the songs that I really want to cover, and we were going to at some point, but I just everything you know it goes downhill. Was um, Slayer World Painted Blood? Because the first thing that popped into my head when I was listening to it was like, if we down tuned it to what we down tuned to. It well, would kind this, of this sound was, like this, Cannibal Corpse. This was this was before the eight strings as well, like because we've gone yeah. down, we've gone lower as well now since Scott left because we needed to find a void, something to fill the void musically. Mm. Uh, was we moved on to eight, so fucking well paid of blood now is basically just going to sound like fucking sugar. Literally, <laughs> and, like, trying to scream that speed is going to yeah. be would yeah. be interesting. So yeah, uh, the other one we were going to cover that I still really want to do at some point, even if it's a recorded basis and it never gets fucking seen, just to hear how we sound doing it was fucking Black Mammoth by uh, Fit for an Autopsy. Just because that song absolutely slaps. 
Merci. Oh. Any anything that uh, you fancy as a challenge? Finger boys, fam. <laughs> did, did you hear that, Chris? Did you hear that? I swear he said bleed under his breath. <laughs> no, we're, we're gonna play uh, physical education by uh, Alex Azizas. <laughs> Why? I can play that. Get in the bin, mate. Not the <laughs> we have to find another band for that. Okay, so one final question before we wrap up. What was the first record CD album that you bought? First one oh, I bought. Easy. I'll, I'll set this off. Fucking, it was Metallica and Justice for All. Because that was my first fucking favourite album I'd ever listened to. Mm-hmm. Cool. Absolutely. I win this. Bob the Builder. <laughs> first album I ever pretty sure it was I think it was Black Flag I think it was like it was the one with Nervous Breakdown and it might be called Nervous Breakdown I got it somewhere but yeah Black Flag yeah and, mm. and the last album you bought last um, album I bought was um what are we talking vinyl whatever you want yeah I, vinyl or CD I don't mind or tape even if you're that retro <laughs> Um, I mean, the last one I bought was probably um, an Al Nathrak. It was the um, album before the most recent one. And then my little brother for Christmas got me a single. Uh, it was Motorhead's first single on a limited edition, um, like pink vinyl. Right. He got me that for Christmas. I was like, how the hell did you find this? And he works in a record store, and it just popped in one day, and he was like, yoink. So, and he got me that, and it's just like, it's so good. I was over the moon with that. Brilliant. Uh, the last one I bought was, I believe, was Architects Holy Hell. I might be wrong, but I swear, I'm pretty sure that was the last album I bought, and that was because my CD of, of it I got originally broke. But yeah, that was probably the last album I bought was uh, Holy Hell by Architects. Yeah. It's another yeah. thing I miss going into CD shops and like vinyl stores and stuff like that and going in and just flicking through. That's something I miss as well, definitely. It's a lot more fun than just doing eBay or Discogs or something. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm more of a physical I mean, copy guy. I found, I, 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 like, do you remember when we went to Wellington Market and there was that fucking vinyl day or whatever it was in the library? Vinyl fair, yeah, yeah. Vinyl I fair. Remember. And I found probably the rarest thing I've ever found, which was an original, uh, original single with the original, original artwork before they actually changed it to the Spaceman for Paranoid. Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I paid pound fifty for it, and ah. I'm pretty sure it's definitely not fucking worth that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Matt? You, you missed your last album that you bought. You had plenty of time. Yeah, my uh, last album that I bought was uh, Nothing Is True and Everything Is Possible by Andrew Shikari. Cool. But... I've also got a uh, a rare vinyl of the uh, 
first album cover for Appetite of Destruction before they had to change it. That's cool. That's cool. Excellent. That the one I think it is with the uh, the things on it. Yeah, yes. with the dodgy yes. bits at the bottom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So, in terms of your plans for this year, obviously you're still kind of hamstrung by the pandemic and the restrictions and everything. If things are lifted later, springtime, I assume, um, first things you're going to do will be just to get together and start fleshing out those ideas yeah 100 percent. but in terms of what we want to give people we will definitely at least have a song done and potentially a video by around that time fingers crossed providing everything goes ahead if everything got lifted in spring and we could do whatever we wanted again i think it would be a case of we'd get in a practice room for the first time We'd run through our set list and I think a die of cramp, and then I think it would be straight (laughs) on the show bookings and getting some shows. Yeah, obviously writing as well, but I mean, I just I'm so wanting a show again. Yeah, I think I just that would be the thing I'd be pushing for for spring going into summer. Yeah, but I don't know. It just depends what happens. Brilliant. So in terms of just to wrap up where people can find information about you guys, you're on Facebook and Yeah, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh both but I mean I I, I should hope nothing else should come up when it comes to typing in Blood Church on Facebook. But if you want to find us on, on Instagram it's at Blood Church dash band. And God Complex and the, the single they're all on uh, Spotify, God, God aren't Complex. they? Gold Complex is available on all streaming services. There's yeah. Amazon Music, YouTube, you can find it. You can find it on Spotify, you can find it on Apple Music. There is, you can find it on Deezer, you can find it on absolutely everything. Tidal, everything. <laughs> Brilliant. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to see you again in a sweaty venue with a pint in my hand because it's been far too long. Um, absolutely, dude. Fingers crossed for you and... Uh, Hopefully we'll see you soon and take care of yourselves in the meantime. Yeah, take care. Later. All Sorry, the best, man. guys. Take care. Yeah.